Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live, I'm your host for today, Scott McLeod, and we don't need fancy intros today, because you know, we're, we're just normal men, you know, we're just, we're just innocent men, and you know, once again, my SDL hosts have let me down, Dave, I think at some point today, maybe making his way back from Mexico, if you can remember when the fuck his flight actually is, Jack and Ryan, I really don't want to know what they get up to over the weekend, and everyone else seems to be too busy, but it's fine. Nice. I let out the call. I opened my window and I yelled, Saranatino! And my co-host came running. It is my tag team partner for this season and my brother, Ross McLeod. I didn't exactly come running. You wouldn't stop chapping my door until I came and did it. Ross, please! Please come do the show! Please! So it, so it was effective. Yes, it was effective. It was annoying, but effective. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's been my whole life. <laughs> Uh, we'll jump right into the top three of the week. Uh, we're coming out of Elimination Chamber. Uh, number eight is a woman who took a loss at Elimination Chamber, but you know, she did appear across Ron Smackdown, so there's appearance points there, but you have to think that she'd be a bit higher. Had her and Finn Balor won as Rhea Ripley, the winner of the 2020, uh, 2023 sorry, Women's Royal Rumble. Appearing on Raw and she appeared on Smackdown last night to confront uh, Charlotte. The build to that feud is really heating up. You know, I don't know about you, but I have a feeling that for the most part, we'll see quite a few appearance points for Rhea leading into Mania. I don't know how much more she'll wrestle this season. Yeah, she won't wrestle, I don't think. And I don't think she'll be on both shows anymore. I think with Charlotte Flair and Rey Mysterio both on SmackDown and obviously Rhea and Dominic with their almost set stone WrestleMania matches mm-hmm. uh, coming over to SmackDown, I don't think they're going to be there. I think the Judgment Day is going to slowly split up over time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the start of it. You've got Finn Balor over on Raw, mm-hmm. feuding with Edge. The Beth Phoenix storyline is done for now. And you've got, obviously, Charlotte Flair and Rey Mysterio going up against uh, Rhea and Dominic. So, yeah, I think this is going to be the slow breakup of the Judgment Day. I don't see it appearing over both shows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's appearance points only from this point forward. Well, it's appearance points that uh, go and talk about we need and um, they'd really hope for more sides between the two as they have both Charlotte and Rhea Ripley on their team. But now we go to number two, someone who did get a big win in Chamber and on Monday Night Raw over Edge, A-Town, down, Earth Picker, fourth round pick, Austin Theory, with 19 points, he eliminated two people in the Chamber, he eliminated Montez Ward and last defeated Seth Rollins to retain the title, and also with some help from Finn Balor. Defeated Edge on Raw. This is kind of what we were hoping for, Ross, with Austin Theory, you know, carrying that US title and Tavania getting a big one at the Chamber and hopefully maybe a few more open challenges on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, hopefully more retentions and more points for us. Anything that's more points for us is a positive on this show. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's less points for us is a, a negative, and if you disagree, you're just being spiteful. Yeah. Uh, I should also point out Austin Theory now has 22 points overall and is number 2 in the top 10 overall this season. Gunther, who is our captain, is actually number 3 with 20. Looking back on it, did we? how are you feeling about the decision to put the title on Walter, or captaincy on Walter? Because he did get the win over McAmos on SmackDown. 
Whereas you had to think we got more points with Theory as the captain being in a pay-per-view title retention. We maybe maybe should have done it for the first pay-per-view and then yeah. moved it to Gunther because I think Gunther's going to get a big statement when at WrestleMania, whereas the rumours are uh, Austin Theory is going up against John Cena. Mm-hmm. I think John Cena might actually win that. Mm. And it, it, it just depends. Yeah. We'll know by the end of the season, but Gunther's going to have some regular title defences and a WrestleMania title defence. Yeah. So, you know, he won against... Prior to the Chamber, he won against Madcap, didn't he? Yeah, it was the Friday before the Chamber. And then he'd won in a tag match last night. So, absolutely fine with Walter being captain because he's still picking up points. Yeah, definitely. And I think, also we got Cena, who's going to show up uh, on the March 6th as a Raw, so there'll be a confrontation you'd expect with him in theory. Uh, Cena's not going to be there too often. Cena's going to be all overall, you talk, you know, carrying the bill to the, the match at Mania, so... There's points there we found. But number one of the season overall and number one in the top three, she is the captain, I believe, of uh, Andy and Stephen's team. And he's even the morning. Asuka with 34 points overall. She's had a dominant show, I believe, three eliminations in the Women's Chamber, one joint with Carmella. And she got one on Raw this past week. So she's hot on the road to WrestleMania and... You know, it's hard to look past, you know, Asuka as a solid pick for CNN, you know, not only as a captain, but, you know, going into Mania with this match against Bianca Belair. Yeah, I think we're going to see more of the Triple H style booking mm-hmm. for Asuka NXT. Eh, sorry, Asuka from NXT. And I think that's good news for whoever has them on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about it on Central this past week, the stale reign of Bianca Belair yeah. coming to an end. Yeah, we had more on our thoughts on the Asuka and Bianca potential match. You can listen to me and Ross most recently on Central. Asuka, like I said, top number one in the season overall. Her overall score for the season so far is 56 points. And I just mentioned the number two with 22, so that's quite a gap there that Asuka is making for herself. Uh, we go over to the top, uh, the leaderboard overall, seven, top seven is. It's a weird one, it's an odd number for these seasons. Uh, in last place, a pair of fannies, and that is accurate. Jack and Ryan Douglas, thirty-four. Ryan Douglas just coming here, spitting all the all the trash talk to him. Oh, like I can't see past this. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. And I don't think they've been moved out. Of that I don't think they've been in the top three all season so far. That tends to be a David Hockney thing when he's not uh, forgetting what day his flight is. <laughs> um, he usually comes on and says, "Oh, you're daft for not picking him, and I've got a foolproof plan." Yeah, never always foolproof, but um, yeah, Ryan Dalgleish right, uh, writing checks that his and Jack's ass can't cash. Yeah, well, big, and I mean, I, I would say that to his face if he bothered to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I would expect even Dave, and I mentioned this before on fucking draft like analysis shows, is when he says somebody stupid for not picking a certain person that he didn't himself pick. I know. Uh, number six. Uh, Goats incarnate on 46 points going Tom Rock. There's a bit of a gap between last place and six, so not doing too badly. Or going Tom, I think this rear right build, like I said before, is what they need, but not doing as well as the Goat would like. Graham McRobbie and Quacko Edgy were doing really well. They were near the top of the table, uh, which is more than we gave them credit for. Alvin Gugrats 2.0, but now they've moved down to fifth, 49 points. Uh, Ryan Gallagher and Chris Lopez, his team name I have forgotten. Sorry, Chris. Don't care, Ryan. Uh, 58 points overall. 
67 points. Gary and David, they were doing very well as well as the redefending champions men in a mission 2.0. Despite the uh, campaign by Jerry Campbell to have a points reduction penalty due to the fact that David Hockney's not in the country. Well, I think so. Buggering off in the middle of the season. I mean, a lot gets made about me not um, mm-hmm. not appearing on these shows when they bloody put them on a loved one's birthday. But yet he's allowed to disappear and completely neglect his hosting duties for weeks on end. No, 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 no. It's not their fault that when we select the season following SummerSlam is often when you're on fucking holiday. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm on holiday at the start of the season, okay? If you're on the holiday at the start, that's acceptable. Aye. You can't just you can't just bugger off halfway through. Uh, Ross, you and I have been climbing up the table. I think we, were, we got to fourth after Gunther's retention, third after Faye, and now we're in second with 69 points. Nice. Don't uh, do that. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, but we're, we're hot on the heels of Andy and Steve in the morning who have 76 points. I don't think me and the other guys gave their team as much credit as we maybe should have, but, you know, we are we're putting in a hell of a figure, despite the fact that our fifth and sixth round picks have really let us down. Yeah, uh, Nicky Cross, that's all on you. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that. I need to go to a lot of listeners leave bollocks for a second, so if you need a piss, I'm just going now. I mean, there's one good person in the listeners league, and it's David Collins. Uh, who with his team name Shane O'Mac and Cheese, so <laughs> I'll defend him to the hilt, but the rest of them scum, subhuman scum. Lachlan Height, that sounds like a Tory name. Uh, sounds like a flat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with come on at Kiss of uh, fifth on 75 points, 76 points. Craig for a safe, uh, seek help, Craig, with your team name. My uncle never touched me, but Mitch surely did, or whatever the fuck you're called. Uh, Ross McLucky, that's literally what his name is. Lost England with the Jamon, <laughs> 84 points. Ross Brady, the Binger Banger Pro Theory, <laughs> on 85 points. And the only other person I'll defend in the league, Anthony Fitzpatrick, my friend from, uh, from Rogue Opinions. Uh, Dangor is a failed lab experiment on 86 points. Uh, the reference to Louis Dangor, the wrestling journalist, I've seen some of his takes. He does come across as a fanny. Uh, well, looking at this, they also like to kind of put uh, fun at whoever's in last place on 42 points. The, two, the Ginger Snap Elite is the team in last place because if you're last in that listeners league, when you get your pick of the pick of the lot, you, you deserve to be called out. We also have the listeners league team to beat where me, uh, Dave, Jack, and Ryan all select our own listeners league teams if we were in the listeners league and uh, put them against and see how we do compared to everybody else. Now, last week, I was actually winning. Uh, with my list of league team to beat because I was seeing the only one out of the four of us here in SDL that picked Cody as my captain instead of uh, instead of Rhea Ripley but now I've moved into third I'm on 89 points Jack's on 90 Dave's on 95 Ryan the actual list of league winner and the guy who came up with this idea did really well when we first did it is on 84 points he's doing the worst out of the four of us so I find amusing so there you go but I'm very really much rooting for Anthony Fitzpatrick at the minute in the list of league but if the Listeners League wasn't complicated enough, as you were told last week, you have the Listeners League Cup, where basically this is for another, giving the Listeners League another chance to get into the next season, so we'll have two Listeners League people next season. But if the same person wins the Listeners League and the Listeners League Cup, not only will they end the season, but they'll get the chance to pick first, which I don't think has ever happened in a single season. It has happened for a tag as Tom Brock's this year's Listeners League competitor. Uh, this, the final 16 was last night, so I'll just quickly go through... Uh, Matt Smith defeats Stuart Co- Kerry at uh, 21 points to 12. 
Ross McLaughlin defeats Robert Shaw. Robert fucking Shaw, to get his name right. 31 points to 27. Uh, uh, David Collins defeats Elliot Cantona. Yes. 25 points to 7. An absolute squash. Yes, a squash match. The Zeke freak groans free. <laughs> Mike Angus defeats Mike Nunn. Mike Nunn didn't want none. There's also these different brackets here. The top half of the left hand side is called the Louis Dangor bracket, and the bottom half here of the half is called the Brit Rest bracket. I don't know who came up with this. The top half of the right hand side is called the Old Firm bracket, and the bottom half is called the Ugly Boss Act bracket. Is that the one you're in? No. <laughs> I don't want to be in the listeners' league. Jonathan New here defeats Alan Laurie, 40 points to 32. Elliot May defeats Michael Cote, a uh, temp. 12 points to 10. GP, uh, Dan, GP defeats Dan Wood, uh, 10 points to four, no, 14 points to 11. Uh, Tom Mack, his name's cut off, I can't read his name, defeats Paddy, I can't see his surname, 26 points to 10. So Tom beat Paddy. Hi. <laughs> right. uh, there you go, there's your quarterfinals of the Lessons League Cup for the three of you that are interested. I can't see you taking over the classified results on Sky Sports at the end of the day. Oh, and, oh, and take it, <laughs> I did. But Ross, since we've got some time, let's make it about us for a wee while. We rarely do that. Uh, our, our team this season, we have uh, Gunther, The New Day, Jamie or Austin Theory, Grayson Waller and Nicky Cross. Now, for the most part, when we had our vision team, the first four rounds, we got people that we kind of had on our list that we really wanted to get. But you had Haley's birthday. I was kind of, I felt very much on the spot. And hindsight, I'm thinking I should have went for uh, Carmel Hayes. I don't know if he even went drafted in the end uh, over Grayson Waller. Nicky Cross, I got to the point where we needed a woman. And honestly, I panicked. That was very much a panic vote here. But we're still number two overall. We've got Jamie here defending her title in a triple threat match at the upcoming Revolution pay-per-view next weekend. I am fairly confident in Jamie retaining the title. Uh, and uh, like I said, we've got, and I think after that, Theory and Gunther are main bets relying for points leading into WrestleMania. Yeah, I think we kind of buggered it with the New Day as a tag team pick. We thought, yeah, they'll be on both brands. No, no, they won't. They'll lose on NXT and I don't even... They were on SmackDown last night, but they weren't teaming together. Kofi beat LA Knight in a singles match. Yeah. So that means absolutely nothing to us. They'll probably be in the Battle Royal together, uh. um, which I will be watching intently for any double eliminations they make. Like, ah, oh, they done it together. It shows how important their NXT tag team reign is to them, because I don't think they've even attempted to get it back from, uh, from girls. It was just a case of we want to win it so we can say we won it. But yeah. And so Booker T can want it or some commentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Old man yells at Cloud. But anyway, um, ironically enough, we talk about uh, the February pay-per-views on the yeah. road to WrestleMania and we talk about how no titles are changing hands unless there's a marquee match to make. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, there's a reason Brock Lesnar winning the title from Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and The Rock winning him from Kurt Angle all the way back in 2001 stand out because they don't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And we backed, would you call it, we backed Grayson Waller mm-hmm. to take the title and the pre-WrestleMania uh, show 
which was also a bit stupid of us because we didn't get points for it either way, just I, as well. I but, forgot that when you, I thought we all, like everybody in the season thought that Vengeance Day was a weekend later than it actually mm. was. But then again, I think it was just everybody online did seem also think that Grayson Wall had a strong chance because of the way they did the screen, the finish with the ropes that usually will then set up this match. Mm-hmm. So, but, and it's interesting, we're going to keep an eye on what happens with Grayson because he's, in, I think, is either next week or in two weeks. We're doing an NXT special called Roadblock, and he's having an episode of the Grayson Waller effect where he's inviting Shawn Michaels on mm-hmm. the show. So I don't know where this is leading. Like I don't think this is a Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. Like they're not. He's coming. Not coming out for early morning Saturday of WrestleMania show mm-hmm. match for fucking Grayson <laughs> Waller. Like Mister Morning of WrestleMania. <laughs> Mr. Matinee of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't see him coming out of retirement, but I think there will be... Sean will pick a hand-picked guy yeah. to go up against Grayson Waller, and I think we're going to lose more points there, unfortunately. But I'm hoping the New Day can start winning a couple of pointless tag matches on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can, you know, going forward, not completely <laughs> make a fool of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gunther and Austin Theory are great picks. I have won seasons before or came running up in seasons where it's just one guy pulling, yeah. doing all the heavy lifting, having two people doing the heavy lifting, plus a title defence over on AEW. They also have the St. Paddy's Day Bash, mm-hmm. uh, which is an episode of Rampage this year, I believe, because right. uh, St. Paddy's Day is on a Friday this year. And I'm hoping we can maybe get a new women's title match on that as well. Mm-hmm. Unless that's going to take the title off Jimmy here, in which case, no, we don't want a title match. Yeah. Maybe save that for after. I mean, I think the whole triple threat there, the fact that both Brett and Jamie, as well as Tony and Saria, who's up three, is also in the match against Ruby Soho. Like, the whole, they're both trying to recruit. So I think the whole, like, an outside people like Storm and, and Brett will score some shenanigans leads to a screwy retention for, uh, for Jamie here. So I don't think she's going to lose the title this way. I think the real story for that is eventually her and Britt falling out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more of a tip pick Jimmy, not only because he's a champion, but because you know Britt's the most, you know, pop, well not popular, but the most frequently used woman on TV. And so if she's there, then Jamie's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think that's become more and more of a case over the last years, the uh, partnership's growing. But I like that we got Gunther in the first round. I think I picked him last year in a WrestleMania season after I made Dookie's push for it to something more than it was. But really, since the... Uh, clearly, I was a year too early. Mm-hmm. And as he's just risen up in value since he came to the main roster. You and I have both had teams where it was one person carrying the load. So like I said, it's good to have... I was hoping for a more even team than we've got, but we've got two people doing the lift and then that's still something. That is... Yeah, it's certainly something plus... David uh, Campbell keeps away from AEW uh-huh. uh, TV. A lot of the other people are WWE centric, uh-huh. uh, unless you're Grant, in which case he just picks all AEW all the time. Yeah. But um, I think that's a it's a bit of a bonus for our team mm-hmm. when it looks like a surefire title retention. I say that we thought the new day was a surefire title retention. So yeah. famous last words. But yeah, if we can get two title defenses out of her. Two title defences out of your third best pick and maybe some wins, mm-hmm. that's not exactly a bad a yeah. bad goal of it. Yeah. I think it's just a thing with me, like more often not with the exception of like one or two seasons where I had like Miz and Morrison or whatever. I just never have the best luck with tag team picks in my every season. 
Whatever, no. And I'm very appreciative that you brought that luck over to me. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, actually, the one thing, one of the other times was in the last tag season when I had fucking Jurassic Express. They were all sudden all over the place, but I can't have that success right now. But, I mean, like you said, some pointless wins on TV. Come on, you got Hit Row there. They can take a few more losses. No one cares about them. Have the New Day beat Hit Row. Have the New Day beat Hit Row every week and have Michael Cole just get his anger out of the world. I think Michael Cole's just angry at the world. Not top dollar, but top dollar's there yeah. to take the abuse. Like in WrestleMania, Michael Cole in a pole match if they... If- if Hit Row v uh, fucking New Day, if Hit Row win top dollar gets five minutes with Michael Cole. I think that'd be a good one. Look <laughs> at <Okay>, you cowards. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we can really say about uh, our team, because we talked about it a lot when we talked about Austin Theory in the, the top three earlier on, and we don't want to drag this out. No, no, not at all, not at all. Not not grandstanding us here, not not like a, a pair of fannies. Yeah. Well, with our hot dog and grandstanding out of the way, well, thank you for listening to Saturday Night Live for the week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Dave can finally get his arse in gear and get a hosting on, and you can use one of the other fannies to do it with him. And they'll probably be looking ahead to Revolution. We've only got a few handful of picks that will score any real points at Revolution, but all the analysis will be there. Make sure to follow Eat Sleep Super Treat for all updates on the draft and our shows at Super Treat on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, get us on TikTok, and like the Facebook community page where you, you get the opportunity to join the listeners league through there, keep on conversation, comment on our shows or questions, and you can also subscribe to us on Oakwood Android Podcasts and sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, uh, you can catch us Saturday Live every Saturday, we've got Central, me and Ross came out the other day, uh, Usually our feature shows are Tuesday week, we Robbie a special episode of East Meets West that came out earlier this week looking at the recent show Battle in the Valley, speculating about where Jay White's going to end up, we'll talk about Mercedes Monet, and we'll head to the New Japan Cup, which starts uh, on the 5th of March. So. Yes, it's previews, reviews, interviews and all the news, that's an easy way to put it, Scott. <laughs> oh, I'm giving them a flavour. <laughs> anyway, I don't come to your shows and... You know, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> unless, unless no one else is available, which yeah, case I do, and now you've done the same for me. Wait, even, and we thank you for listening to this episode of Saturday Night Live. Until next time, when Dave is finally back in the hosting duties, we'll see you there. <laughs>